Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you call yourself, prince, princess, emperor, empress, king, queen, what have you. Hi. <laughs> I truly hope and pray, or as I've been quoting um, Rodeo from Rock of Love throughout this past season, I hope and pray. <laughs> I hope and pray that you've been enjoying these episodes. The last um, piece that I did last week was on rejection and boy oh boy do I have a treat for y'all so um, please feel free to follow this podcast share it with your family friends um, pets the goldfish you're trying to put through college what have you if you are enjoying um, my podcast <laughs> and um, I have been doing a lot these past few episodes with Dante's Inferno and as I was working on the rejection episode last week it hit me to do a free parter on what can accompany rejection which we're not going down the inferno with that one if anything we're climbing up the mountain (laughs) climbing up the mountain headed to paradise so it would be part one which was last week rejection part two which is this week which will be forgiveness and then part three next week which will be love so as the south park version of caitlin jenner would say buckle up buckaroos this is going to be a very exciting ride and i ask you all to have an open mind an open heart and an open gut as we take the journey into this next part on forgiveness a side note now i love dante i love me some dante but um (laughs) i would be putting it mildly if i said it's very hard for forgiveness to be his strong suit so for the purpose of this episode we're not going to talk a lot about Dante. What we do need to know about Dante, however, is that, um, I mean, he did believe in forgiveness since it wasn't just the Inferno, it was also Purgatorio and Paradiso. <laughs> and, um, he ended up putting, um, one of his favorite teachers and mentors in the Inferno, so, um, people couldn't say well you just put people you don't like and that um screwed you over and how it was for him to be like see i'm being non-judgmental by judging someone whom i love and admire i put them in hell too so um you know maybe i'm misjudging the situation and seeing something that isn't there but um we're gonna have to put my boy dante on pause for this episode except noting that all right perhaps he did believe in forgiveness because there was part two purgatorio part three paradisio and also he had to forgive himself a lot so um let's get into it how many of you listening know of studio ghibli 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 Caliente. I don't know if I'll ever say it right, but here it goes. It is um, a studio from Japan that made um, some of your favorite movies, and you probably haven't realized it. 
For example, one of my favorite movies growing up was Kiki's Delivery Service. And I remember when I was four years old because they released the second English dub that was um, redistributed by Disney. And I just remember resonating with the movie so much and I absolutely loved it. And over the years, as what happens when we grow up, we can forget the things that we loved but remember loving them. Another example of that is I used to watch Pokemon when I would come home from school from like kindergarten and first grade and then from like second, third, fourth and a little bit of fifth grade I would watch Cartoon Network after school with like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Samurai Jack. Um, I don't remember anything that happened. (laughs) The only thing that I remember was for Pokemon the movie when Ash gets turned to stone and all the Pokemon start crying. (laughs) That's the only thing I remember. But um, I'm getting back into it, as you can tell by my lovely apparel that I modeled earlier this week. And I'll be posting again as soon as this goes live. (laughs) So, ma'awara. But well then... Kiki's delivery service um, is about a witch who leaves home to begin her training and she is just in awe of everyone and everything in her new environment, even what she doesn't understand and she's just dedicated to be the best, the best witch possible, the best Kiki possible. Something happens midway through the movie and I'll spoil it. She loses her ability to fly. And she loses her ability to fly. She can no longer understand her beloved cat, Gigi. And it throws her for a loop. It, you know, the movie's called Kiki's Delivery Service for a reason. If she can't fly, she can't deliver anything. I mean, she can, but it's not gonna be, like, as easily. So, when Kiki loses her power, she has to work on forgiving herself. Even before she loses her power, she has to work on forgiving herself. Another studio Ghibli character that needs to work on forgiveness, and she not only works on forgiveness, she excels at it, is Sophie from House Moving Castle. Sophie was literally cursed by the Witch of Beloist. When the Witch of Beloist and Sophie encounter each other again, when they go to see the king, but really they're just seeing Madame Suleiman, they don't know it yet, she doesn't help the Witch of Beloist up the steps, but she does wait for her. That's a very, very, very mild form of forgiveness. That mild form catapults when Suleiman takes, or Suleiman, I was just watching something on Magnificent Sanctuary, and if you don't know Magnificent Sanctuary, all I'm going to say is, look it up, you'll understand why I'm going back and forth between saying Suleiman and Solomon for the sorceress from House Moving Castle. Ma'alora. But well then, anyway. <laughs> um, the sorceress basically sucks the Witch of Waste power away and reverts her to her true form, which is this, like, vulnerable innocent, kindly woman, and very, very, very old kindly woman that, like, can't take care of herself whatsoever. 
Now that would be the perfect opportunity for Sophie to do an Eric Cartman and say, screw you guys, I'm going home. But did she do that? No. She brought the Witch of Belisque with her back to her new home with Howell and they took her in and she took care of the Witch of Belisque even though this woman cursed her. She saw it in her heart to take care of her. Like a, you know, like she was her grandmother or her aunt or something. It takes true strength to tap into that power of forgiveness. Especially in a world and a society where everything is based on revenge and justice and retribution. I must confess myself, forgiveness is something that I am working on more and more each day. I am focused on justice so much that the best comparison, metaphor, simile, however you want to call it, however label, whatever label you'd like to place it, however you like to phrase it, I like to think of myself as like Esmeralda in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the 1996 Disney version, when she's yelling at Frollo and she throws her fist up in the air and she goes, justice, that is me to a T. And it's good to want justice and, you know, retribution for those who go through things they don't deserve. However, in this world of duality, in this world of, like, everything being opposites, and, you know, it's literally a tarantella. A tarantella is an Italian folk dance where everyone dances to the right, and then they stop, and then they all dance to the left, and they go in and out, like, ringing around the circle, and then at some point in the tarantella, certain people have to get into the middle of the circle and everyone squeezes them, and then they get out and everyone squeezes them. Usually they'll say like, okay, men in the circle, women squeeze, women in the circle, men squeeze, oh, two random people go in the circle, everyone squeeze, or like, if it's a wedding, the husband and the wife in the circle, everyone squeezes. Life is literally like a tarantella where everyone is going to the right, 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 and then to the left, left, left. If you would like another dance to compare it to, um, maybe the cha-cha slide, the cha-cha slide, like to the left, take it back now, y'all, one hop this time, and I'm gonna stop. So, um, in life where, you know, there's an opposite to everything and like, you know, things happen, good and bad, and it's so far beyond our control, we get lost. Going back to the dark woods, we get lost in the madness of things, and we can get so caught up in our emotions, and with this isn't right, this isn't right, or I'm right, they're wrong, I must be heard, I must be understood, they don't understand me, that we forget that we have forgiveness. We get so caught up in being right that we can ruin relationships with people whom we love and care about, our friends, our acquaintances, even members of, of our own family. First and foremost, if we don't practice forgiveness, we lose a valuable part of our relationship with ourself and if we have a belief in a higher power being, we lose our relationship with God. 
That's a very tough pill to swallow. There are situations in life that I will empathize. And I do empathize as an empath. That might be one of like the Pee-wee, you know, like Pee-wee Herman's like, oh, like the word of the day is empath, yay. The word of the day is empath, yay. And the word of the day is also forgiveness, yay. But as an empath and someone who is highly intuitive, I can definitely understand why it's hard to forgive a lot of things. And I will confess that there was one narrative that I had been sucked into for almost a decade that was nearly impossible for me to forgive until two years ago. And once I started down that journey of forgiveness, it just kept lifting me higher and higher. And I'm not done. There's still a way, way, way long while for me to go. I've been working a lot on forgiveness for the past few weeks. And I'm continuing to work on it. We will always continue to work on forgiveness throughout our lives. And it's easier for some than others. There is also the expression like never forgive, never forget, or the opposite, which is like, you know, forget, forgive, but don't forget. We think that stuff like that will make us stronger. But does it? If we close ourselves off, if we allow our experiences to harden us, does that make us stronger? Or is it just making us close ourselves off more? Creating basically a Berlin Wall, if you will, between us and the people, places, things, and experiences around us. Not only whom we have yet to experience, but people that are in front of us all along and we don't realize them. It's something to really think about. There are also situations in life that the best word to use are the best words to use are seemingly impossible to forgive. Things so evil, so atrocious that we ask ourselves, how can anyone condone this? How can anyone pretend that the severe injustice didn't happen or isn't happening if we forgive does this negate the situation does this make the victim look powerless does this say that what the perpetrator is doing is good and that a good person or good people should suffer the answer is no when you forgive you prove that you are higher than the situation at hand Think of Sophie and Howe's moving castle. She did not have to take in the witch of the waste. She could have said the Eric Cartman expression, screw you guys, I'm going home, and left her there. But she didn't. Even though this woman literally cursed her and upended her life, she tapped into the kindness of her heart, the love that was inside her all along, and she took her in and she cared for her. Even when the Witch of the Waste did a stupid move towards the end of the movie, Sophie did not stop caring for her. Yeah, she yelled at her and reprimanded her for what she did, which I won't give away here. But she did not stop loving her as a fellow human being, or a witch. (laughs) A fellow person, if you will. She still forgave her and cared about her. 
another character from the Studio Ghibli franchise, or Studio Ghibli movies, if you will, that is the living embodiment of forgiveness is the character of Shihiro. Shihiro does not hold a grudge against anyone, no matter what happens to her. Even when people try to warn her about her mysterious friend that he's no good and this and that, she listens to them, she acknowledges them, but she also listens to him and she knows something about him that, you know, they do too, even though they're not as tuned into it as she is. She is loving, she is forgiving, she is kind. When the, the terrifying big baby uh, threatens to break her arm if she won't play with him, and then he gets turned into a mouse, she doesn't, like, kill him or, like, you know, set him off somewhere. She takes him with her on the next leg of her journey. She treats him with kindness. And then, later on in the movie, towards the end, when there is a threat against her, no longer in mouse form, the big baby defends Shihiro, at the time still called Sen. And he even says, like, if you hurt Sen, like, I won't play with you anymore, I won't like you anymore, something along the lines of that. Which also shows how forgiveness can warm someone's heart. Whether that someone is the person you are forgiving, or just another person on the same leg of the journey with you. There have been times and situations on my journey of forgiveness that it's been very, very, very difficult for me to forgive. But if I have a best friend or a family member or a coworker even who's going through something just as difficult or even more difficult than I can imagine and I have a conversation with them and they tell me something they gave to forgive the person, place, or thing in their lives, it gives me hope and it gives me encouragement. It also is very, very hopeful and encouraging when you hear of people who don't usually forgive easily or who had a hard time forgiving in the past, accelerating on their journey of forgiveness and softening and becoming at one and at peace with themselves and letting go. It creates a vibration of harmony and forgiveness and peacefulness and joy and love around us all. Just like the one that Shihiro, aka Sen, created and spirited away. When she first arrived in the spirit realm, everyone was like, ill, a human, ill, a human. Towards the end, when she passes her final test, everyone is thrilled that she has passed, and they are excited that her contract is broken, and that she can leave, and her parents are returned to true form, and she can leave with them. Everyone is happy for her, and those were the people that were in need of her forgiveness. Well, it could also be argued that maybe she needed their forgiveness too, because she was a human in the spirit realm. Ma, Aura. In Howl's Moving Castle, Howl has a huge, like, the best way to describe it would be like an emo tantrum about his hair. And Sophie forgives him. You know? 
everyone else there forgives him. No one, you know, holds the grudge over him and keeps reminding him about it throughout the movie. They forgive him because there's love. When the truth is revealed about the deal with Howell and Calcifer, and at the end of the movie, when Calcifer comes back, nobody says, oh, you dirty trickster, you get out of here. No. They love him. They forgive him. Even if he is a fire demon. A very fun fire demon voiced by Billy Crystal in the American dub. Well, English language dub. Because English is not just American. It's Canadian. It's UK. It's Australian. It's, um, Irish. It's parts of, um, Southern Africa, especially South Africa. So... Yeah, going back to the character of Kiki, though, Kiki is a paragon for self-forgiveness. There are times in our lives where we put others before ourselves so much that we lose sight of who we are. We lose what makes us special. We lose our creativity. We lose our passion. And we forget our ability to fly. Now we can't literally fly like Kiki but we can fly as in the other talents and passions that make us us. And we can forget those at times. And during moments like that, we have to forgive ourselves. During moments when we are stressed beyond belief or burnt out, and we do and say things we never would have done in a million years, and we treat people the way that we never would have been treated, we must forgive ourselves. And we must not be afraid to ask for mercy, for grace, for forgiveness. One thing I will go back with Dante is the power of I'm sorry in the La Divina Commedia. It literally is the power of I'm sorry that separates the damned from the not damned in the Divine Comedy. This can be said for real life too, except everyone deserves forgiveness, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done. And the reason why everyone deserves forgiveness is for your peace of mind. If you go on not wanting to forgive anyone or anything, it will literally drive you insane. It will close you off to the world. It will close you off to everyone around you and it'll harden your heart. As you harden your heart more and more, you close yourself off to more and more opportunities. Take it from me. It took me many years to get over something. And I must say, I forgive myself for it because while we could always say could've, should've, would've, it is better to say Thank you very much. I am grateful to know what I know now and to be where I am now. I know better. And it's better late than never. Forgive others. Forgive people, places, things. And forgive yourself. Wherever you go and whatever you do, 
And if you're questioning whether you should forgive someone or something, or some place that did something to you, whether it was two minutes ago, two years ago, or two decades ago, before you go to shoot them down, before you make a decision, look inside and ask to be guided by your heart, your mind, and your gut. As you journey on forgiveness, forgiveness for others, forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for the world, let your decision to forgive, let your decision to let go, especially tying this back to the last episode, forgiving those who rejected you because we're all on our own journeys. And even though it hurts, we must accept that we have no right to judge someone else's journey because we don't know what they're going through. So as we forgive them and we forgive ourselves, let us now and always continue to be moved and guided by love, by the love that moves the sun and the other stars.